Got no diamond, got no pearl. Still, I think I'm a lucky girl. I got the sun in the morning and the moon at night. Got no mansion, got no yacht. Still, I'm happy with what I've got. I got the sun in the morning and the moon at night. Welcome to Sundays on the East End with Bridget Leroy. And Alex Sokolow. We're coming to you from L&W Market on Main Street in Bridgehampton, which is lots of fun on a August Saturday. It's been it's amazing. It's popping here. It is, isn't it? It feels like the city, if that's a good thing. <laughs> I don't, don't know. It doesn't really. It's it's nice and it's air-conditioned. It's a beautiful, beautiful day. Yeah, L&W is so cool, by the way. I know. I, I love know we it. can't say it's the best of anything. <laughs> We're not allowed to say it's the best, but, but it's pretty it's close. Cool. It's pretty darn cool. And it's next to Almond, which is... One yeah, of my I ate dinner at Almond last night. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah, um, just had a just this great like impromptu, and then actually our guests tonight, who who happened to be my, my brother and his wife, um, they were across the street at a different French bistro, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, then came over and we all sat down, just kind of had the, the held court like three feet from here. Oh, that's amazing. Cause, cause and here Eric, you are again. Eric put us in Siberia, but it was fun. Oh, well, we... Um we're coming to you on 88.3 WPPB-FM. It's Long Island's only NPR station. You can always donate at www.883wppb.org. And we have some really great, great guests great today, guests especially today. great for you. Well, yeah, I mean... My family abandoned me as soon as I we pulled out the mics. They skedaddled. It's like this old Richard Pryor line that he came from a family of 11 children, no parents, but 11 children. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, who do we have with us today, Sock? Well, we, ha- we have, we have uh, my, my brother, Sam, uh, who I shared a room with uh, at a certain point in my life, but who also spent a lot of his life uh, out on the East Center of Long Island and then has gone on um, and had a very, very successful career uh, as a television producer, both in reality and scripted, twice nominated for Emmys. We're going to talk about that and his journey. He also made a movie out here, out here in the early '90s. Great cast, right? Uh, and was the first movie ever distributed uh, on the internet. Oh, I want to uh, hear about how that even got like and, how. And Sam's significant other, wife, and ultimately. Better uh, half. C- classes up the act. <laughs> for uh, sure. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> Julia Fowler, Sokolow, uh, who uh, launched uh, almost by, uh, I say happenstance, not accidents, um, a, a YouTube channel uh, probably now about seven or eight years ago. Right, right. Uh, Southern Women Channel that has grown into uh, hilarious. A, uh, many tentacles. <laughs> the other thing that Julia has, which you were saying that you were at Bay Street Theater last night seeing yeah. Annie Get Your Gun, and uh, Julia was in the Broadway production. The one with Annie. Bernadette Peters, yeah. the one that Tony designed. Yes. Yeah. The original company. You have to yeah. speak yeah. in the original company. You yeah. were at so yeah. yeah. We probably so we met because I was there that. all the time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Annie Get Your Gun at Bay Street, I haven't even written the review yet, but it was really, really interesting because they, um, the band's on stage, which is like nothing new, but it's really like a jug band. They yes. really bring it back. They, they have like a, a banjo player and people, like all the actors play intru- instruments, like whether it's right. washboard. That's cool. I didn't, know, I didn't know they were doing that out here. Pavlovian-wise, if I knew that, I'd probably just be standing by the stage door. Oh, you guys have to go. <laughs> 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 yeah. Sorry, Julia really is not in this one. She's not in this one. Meanwhile, somewhere in the world, like Mumford and Sons are like, man, they're 
taking our stuff. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that band on stage like that because, uh, truthfully, when we were creating the revival on Broadway, we right. weren't sure like what was going to be going on with some of the choreography. We were creating the show, and one of the numbers we ended up creating was based on the, an Appalachian style dance that that Annie Oakley would have performed. Right. And so they brought in all those bluegrass instruments because of the choreography that we created. Right. So right. that's why they ended up bringing Julia yes. Humbley, that Julia she created. created. Yeah. Well, asked me, she's from down there and they're yeah. like, we really need this authentic and done right. And the, and the director and choreographer went to her and said, can you help us with this yes, number? Right. And it was the showstopper every night. It was. Oh, that's awesome. We Brought did a whole, which number was that? It was the uh, sun in the morning and moon at night. night right, but right. it's the scene where Annie I makes know, all, all of the highfalutin, up. you know, uh, yeah. ladies, you know, all the debutantes at the ball uh, come down to her level right. and, and clog. And so we did a, a blue, you know, a foot and stomp. And they do and that a lot. They do routine. a lot of like Cotton Eye Joe stuff at the Big yes. Feet one. And, and it's on, I think it's, it's been extended to mid-September. So the That's little plug for Bay Street, um, it's really good. Great, you know, again, it's August, and August out here, it's so, it's so funny, now that I've lived here full time, uh, about four years, I feel the pacing of the seasons, and one of the things about the summer is that, you know, you hear a lot of people kind of getting a little agitated at the crowds and the traffic, whatever, but the summer also offers this magical, magical, almost like homecoming, where friends and family that, that have been out here and this place means something to them kind of return for any number, length of time as do other people where this place means something to them and uh, you do get this magical moment so this show is being one of them where like we just kind of are, are your family's we're here. families here but see for me I'm like the old lady in the trailer park who doesn't want the kids to knock on their door at Halloween I like turn off all the lights and pretend I'm not home I <laughs> just like well, don't we're don't well, want we're here. No, no, that's okay. No, yeah. you, other people's families. Well, then okay. you won't mind us using your tennis court. Well, you know, no, it's, it's funny. You talk about the uh, the homecoming aspect of it. It's so special to be here uh, in Bridgehampton doing this. Our our folks got a place out here back the year before I was born, and so I spent the majority of my childhood summer times out here. I had most seventy five percent of my birthdays out here. You talk about this amazing theater at Bay Street and. All I could think was like in the 80s, it was the greatest club employees night on Tuesday night <laughs> right. when I was working at the Bridge Tennis and Surf and Club. And, oh my you know, God. That was, that was my community. We're, right. we're actually, uh, uh, we had dinner it last night. It helps that your birthday's in July. Yeah, you feel a little jip when you get the like shared cake thing at school because you're a summer <laughs> birthday, but then you roll out to the Hamptons and, yeah. and July 3rd's a great one because you know, you don't, you don't have to hang out with me, but you don't have anything to do tomorrow. And we all know it. <laughs> and, especially, and especially when your name is Sam around then. So oh my God. Sam oh, Diane, you didn't plan that, did you? <laughs> Diane Sokolow, it's <laughs> Alec and Sam's mom. She's sitting here like here. Hans Blix from the UN. <laughs> Can we just make it official on the air? I am an honorary Sokolo, right? You are totally honorary Okay, Sokolo. just making sure. Okay, good. I don't know. How, what meds are you on? <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you the long list afterwards, yeah. like a freaking CVS receipt, okay? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I'll just give you the CVS receipt. Anyway, so, yeah, you, but you're right. This is a magical place. And you guys haven't been out here in a while, Julia, because you can't, you hadn't been aware of L&W. I, no. But... No. You have your own home, South Carolina, right? Yes, yes. I'm actually uh, born and raised in South Carolina, a little town called Gaffney, South Carolina. 
Uh, most people don't know it except from House of Cards. You know, okay. um, Frank Underwood is buried there. Actually, okay. <laughs> Netflix my, my, buried uh, him there. My, yeah, but we have a tombstone. Netflix for him. And, the, and the Me Too. My little joke about that is that you know Gaffney oh. only has two Democrats associated with it: Frank Underwood and me. And he's fictional. <laughs> I'm real. I go. Are you I, sure? Wait, I'm going to poke I, you. Okay, I go, yeah, he's I, real. I'm back there three weeks a year, and uh, it's, it's I'm, true. I'm, I'm it's showing true. the love. But no, I'm from South Carolina, and then I was living in New York City, obviously, because I was working in, in theater. And so the, I came out to the Hamptons uh, originally first time with Sam because Sam's mother owned a house out Diane, here. Diane, who's sitting uh, right here with yes, us. Yes, Diane, who's sitting here. Silence, with us. Diane, for the Silent first time Diane. ever. Silence of the Diane. <laughs> there you go. Um, but uh, we came out here, and, and the, Sam introduced the Hamptons to me, and I love it here. But you know what's interesting is what, what Alec was talking about, you'd making definitely maybe, Sam, and, and how this place kind of get. we were talking about this before, yeah, maybe even on the it air, gets, gets into you. you. Gets oh. in but you also have your home that got into you because you've made this life out of, Southern, oh, totally, uh, totally. What, and I just I would, blanked I would, on the book. What southern? What is it? Southern accent. I have accent, a book that's out right now. Book. I have a, <laughs> I have a YouTube, I have a YouTube channel called Southern Women Channel. Right, and I have I a book uh, uh, that's on the market yeah. now called uh, Talk Southern to Me. Um, so yes, I found that the further outside of the South that I went the more Southern I realized that I was. Right. You know what so I mean? So you started saying yeah. really like... So all of a sudden it was like people were making fun of me and then I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, why am I trying to conform? Like, maybe I should just live out loud right. as who I am and like see where authentic, you know, often... Authentic, authenticity. authenticity takes you. Know, you. Yeah. The, proper, the proper pronunciation is authenticity. authenticity. You know, I, I, but no, but I was actually going to, I was going to comment. It's northern word. I was going to comment on this. No, but I was going to comment on this because it was, it was really a beautiful thing to experience so closely uh, watching this, you know, beautiful young lady that I met pursuing Broadway and trying to go after a, uh, trying to embed herself in a community where she felt like she had to be more proper than where she was raised from and speak the queen's tongue and right, try to right. tamp down the southern nature of who she was to try to make her career happen right. and her real success came when she embraced her authenticity of course. and i watched that happen That's and cool. and it was a lesson in life to me about being well, authentic let's talk a little bit about that that's a well. great subject let's talk about embracing our authenticity at what point did you embrace yours sam well, I think around the age of three, I knew I was going to go be a Jewish producer in Hollywood. <laughs> so I've, I've always sort of embraced my authenticity. No, Sam, there, Sam yeah. embraces authenticity a lot in junior high school. Yeah, also. yeah, yeah. It's, this is my, my memory. Why, why, socks why, why, that kind of, I always have a smile yeah. on my face. It's no, a I constant embracing of my authenticity. And I remember, this is, this is yeah. what I remember yeah. of you, Sam. Get out of here, Sammy. Get out of the room. Everybody. I don't know, but no, but I, me and Alec were together. Sam. Get out of the room, Sam. That's what Sam's mother always says. Don't start Sam. You know, she said when he was a kid that people would be in the rooms be like don't start him you know just <laughs> just act like he's don't make eye contact act like he's not no, there we would be making out and yeah. you walk in yeah. you're a little chubby I, kid you know, it was so cute I, uh, it, was, it was authentic so I uh, no, but, but you know what but, but it's but the that, genius no, I, I watched I watched Julia embrace her authenticity and and it changed her life and the trajectory of her career. And I was going through a, a transition as well. You know, you mentioned I, I, I had a big career for a while in the, the non-scripted business and I never felt, with all respect to the people who make those shows and love those shows and watch those shows, I never felt like it was what I was meant to do, what I wanted to be doing. And I transitioned my career into doing the work that I wanted to be doing, which was bigger premium scripted stuff, working with like actors genius and directors. On that like, Geo, like which you've been nominated genius. twice, yep, right? Yeah, we, we got nominated Holy for cow. our Picasso season last year and before that for Einstein. And now we're 
Which is what uh, I wrote about for the Independent. Aretha Franklin, right? Oh, and, you're doing Aretha Franklin but, but next. But that was My that God. was the most authentic experience I ever had. I right. the book was written by Walter Isaacson, who I used to play softball with in Sag Harbor. He's a local in Ma- the game. Ma- 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 Park. Yep. <laughs> that 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 I was Ma- blessed Ma- to grow up playing Ma- in Ma- and Ma- and, uh, and, Ma- and Ma- always been a little obsessed with Einstein and science and and to to do, do you know something. It was just last week. It was the hundredth anniversary of the acceptance, the confirmation of the Einstein's general theory of relativity. Yeah, yes. he came up with it about fifteen years before it was accepted. Right. Yeah, because I just interviewed Neil deGrasse Tyson last week because that's what he was out here for. Was celebrating the hundredth anniversary cool. of that. So it was Very really fun, cool. yeah. He was cool. Yeah, I was so like super dweeby about it, and no, I was like, I, I was all geek. I uh, out. when when Neil Neil uh, hosts a show that's on Nat Geo, and they got nominated the the year in a different category that, Star that we did no. Picasso oh, and there was a Nat Geo party and I actually called the executives throwing it I'm like is he going to be there because <laughs> I'm geeking out like I want to meet I that was dude out and too. he was he was doing something else he was shooting Aww. and so I didn't get to meet him and that was a I, he's a guy I'd love to know yeah he, he's he, really cool he, he goes into the category of, of people in my head amongst other things that, that really committed to a, ha- a hairstyle a long time ago <laughs> never changed it <laughs> just never changed no, it yeah and, and that's him yes, and, but, yep. and, but, but nobody ever has to worry about like recognizing him because it's like that's, that's what Neil. I'm saying. There he is. He's, he's, he's authentic. And and DT as I now call him because we're 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 Because you guys are down. We're, bro- yeah. we're down. I get it. So what about you, Sock? Embracing your authenticity. Well, I think moving out here did that for me. Like coming, you know, being being a city originally, being somebody that would come out for the weekends or come out and rent a house, and not really understanding uh, what this place was, but it got into me so deeply, and it, it was home and is home and and when I moved out here I was really I think it's that was the real inflection point of of me trying to find my authentic self whether I I am happy with that I don't know but I'm definitely more that than I ever have been in my life by by committing to be out here I think for me it was um, it was also moving back here it was really it was really at that stage when i was up in new hampshire and i really had it all and i was getting the money from tavern on the green for not doing anything and then we lost all of that and it was my my greatest fear was being homeless and bankrupt and i did it <laughs> i did it and i lived through it you know i had five months where we had nowhere to live we were kind of you know couch surfing and no money kids were get, we were getting all our food from the springs and east hampton food pantry so i lived through the fear and um, we've talked before about my Buddhist beliefs of tr- turning your karma into mission. And my karma really is to write. And we're all writers, you know. And, and we are. We're all writers here at this table. And to, to it, once I accepted that, because my mom's a writer. So it's kind of like going into the family business. So there was a lot of push-pull, as I'm sure you guys also had with producing and, and showbiz and that kind of stuff. But now I feel even more at 55, almost 56 years old that I am really, I just keep scrapping, scraping off the layers of paint to get down to like the authentic essence of who I am. And I just feel like that all the time. And also like losing 100 pounds. I mean, just everything is like I'm more like the pure essence of rich. I feel younger now than I did as a teenager. I I, I feel more authentic, the more weight I gain. That's funny. <laughs> well, you're and <laughs> I, maybe that's well, just physics. Well, maybe that's physics. Maybe that's the balance of the universe. Yes, there you go. I, right. the, yeah. and we're back you to can't, Einstein. You can't lose it unless Basically, somebody gains it. At this table, we displace the same amount of water. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good place for us to take a break. You're listening to Sundays on the East End with Bridget Leroy 
and all and the so- Alex Sokolow and, and Sam Sokolow, Diane Sokolow, and, and Julia, Julia Fowler Sokolow. <laughs> We're here with our producer, Kyle Lynch at LNW Market on Main Street in Bridgehampton. We're coming to you on 88.3 WPPB-FM. You can also listen to us at 883WPPB.org, and we'll be right back after this. In my mind, I'm gone to Carolina. Can't you see the sunshine? Can't you just feel the moonshine? Ain't it just like a friend of mine to hit me from behind? Yes, I'm gone to Carolina. And we're back Sundays on the East End with Bridget Leroy and Alex Sokolow and many Sokolows. We are. I'm. I'm completely surrounded by a gaggle of Sokolows. <laughs> I don't know if they, you a are a murder gaggle. of Sokolows. A mess. We say a mess. A mess. A mess. A mess of Sokolows. Yeah. Oh my God. They're a, it's a hot mess <laughs> of Sokolows. I love that. Well, let's talk about some of those uh, Southern expressions because I got to tell you something. I I dated a guy. Who was from Louisiana? Oh, and when I first met him, he, for was, he tried <laughs> to assimilate into the New York Jewish like Upper West Side scene. And then the longer and then I got to know him, his cousin and he broke up with you. <laughs> hey no, now, no, hey he, now. He started saying things like, "Yeah, hey now, right?" He started saying things like, "Well, you're as cute as a speckled pup under a red wagon." That's or, or, right. I was like, "Where did that yeah, come from?" You hotter like, oh, fish oil. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Then, and would just, these things would just come out. Although, like, although about a year ago, uh, in like a weird Freaky Friday of marriage thing, we were home in Venice, and there was a car accident outside our place, and. I instantly grabbed my chest and went, oh, Lordy. And from the other room, I hear Julia be like, what the F? And I'm like, we have switched <laughs> oh, personalities. We have been around each other long like, enough. And I'm a Southern woman, and she's a Same tough way. Upper oh, West Lord. Side New Yorker. Right? <laughs> That's so, so, funny. so uh, yeah, let's talk about some of those fun expressions. Like, how do you cultivate and curate those at this point? Like, <laughs> yeah, some obviously curate. from your life, but like. Well, yes. I think, I think ultimately what happened was. You know, I always talked Southern. I mean, that's just the way we talk. You know, we throw out those sort of Southern phrases, Southern proverbs, Southern philosophies. We throw these things out in general conversation. And honestly, I never really thought much about it until I moved to New York. And then people were like, I would say something and people would laugh. And I was like, oh, is that funny? They were like, say it again. I was like, is that funny? And I, <laughs> and, and I started, and then I'd have to explain sometimes. You is know, it true things. what they say about when, when a Southern woman says, oh, bless your heart? Well, bless your heart has many meanings, you say. Does it mean bless F you? No, it can. It can. <laughs> There's many meanings, you know. It can mean, you know, uh, uh, you know, I, I really genuinely feel badly for you. Like, oh, your daddy's in the hospital. Bless your heart. I really hate that for you, you know. And it really is, you know, pure. Heartfelt. And then it can be like, thank God it's you and not me. Like, oh, I heard you, you know, your roof caved in. Bless your heart, you know. <laughs> and, you, know <laughs> you know, and then it's, it can also be, you know, uh, you are a flaming idiot and I'm too polite to tell you so, you know. And how so would that, that sound? would be like, you know. Um, oh, you, you, you're having complications from your plastic surgery? Bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> right. so, so your channel is Southern, it's Southern, Southern Women's Women Channel. Yes. And, and it's, you know, little, it's little vignettes, well, correct? Well, we do Multiple different, shows. We do, yeah. I do different video series. The, the series that we became 
uh, most popular for is uh, is called I don't know what I can say on the radio, but it's it's stuff Southern women no, you say. say well, shit. You gotta say shit on the radio. It's so NPR. It's, okay, so NPR. it's uh, the, shit. There was a meme. There Compost. Was a, don't Southern push women your say. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, we don't. That's an ugly word in the South. We wouldn't say that on the, our the radio. The last twenty minutes are like two syllables. Yeah, exactly. She. She. Did you hear Sammy said the last twenty minutes are the most well behaved he's ever been in South Virginia. Okay. Anyway, shit's other women. No. So yeah. So there was a meme on the internet called you know shit people say. Da 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 da. And I honestly, to, to be perfectly honest, I had just had a script that got put in turnaround from, from a movie studio because the marketing department said it was too Southern. And it irked me because I was like, there was a big fat audience here, people. So there was this new thing called YouTube. So I decided I was going to make a video on YouTube to sort of prove my voice, that there is an audience for this right. voice. And so I piggybacked on that meme of shit right, people right. say. So that's why I was like, well, Southern people said funniest thing. So I did the first video. It went viral. And that's how. Now how viral? Like how many people saw Oh, God. Like I, I that video now has, eight all, has like 8 million views. But that video got like 2 million views in 48 hours. It I, was, I, I will tell you, it was one of the most remarkable things that I've yeah. ever experienced. We, we put the video up, you know, and when I say we, I mean Julia. I'm a <laughs> the royal way. I'm, I'm, I'm a technophobe, <laughs> right. the royal way. Right. And within about two hours, it passed 10,000 people. <laughs> no, no. And I'm like, I don't know 10,000 people. Neither does Julia. And right. she, she said when she did it too, we didn't know how to market anything right. on, online or any of no. the algorithmic stuff. She was just like, if my mama watches it, it's fine. I just wanted to do something that nobody oh, can say so no sweet. to. And, and direct something oh, and, and put it right. out there. Right. And, and then, and then. And that's a good for you, no. bless your heart. And then, and then like an hour later, Genuine. it was at 50,000 people and, and a, an intern in my office at the time was like, you're about to go viral. That's and I'm like, amazing. really? And by the time we went to dinner, it was at like 100,000 and then it was a million the yeah. next day. It was that's, incredible. That's, yeah, yeah, I, that speaks to the asymmetry of the internet where you have no idea what's gonna actually catch, but when it catches, it's almost like a wave that can't be stopped. And, and was, I think, uh, in a spiritual way, something that showed Julia uh, and allowed Julia to show other people in an active way, not in an attitudinal way, that I have a great voice and I have a big audience and I'm worthy of you paying attention to, and it, it, it changed your life. Which, I, by the way, as, as I know, and anybody that's tried to knock on doors in the entertainment industry, you get you get no so often, and you get people in, in these so moments, rejection. but also yeah. these transactional moments of, of just saying no, that you start to believe it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, you know, it's like, you think, you know, you, you roll into rooms in Hollywood and you sound like me, and it's, you know, not everybody talks Southern, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. So it's, it's a hard sell, um, but it's been super helpful. Um, the, you know, the channel's super popular. We have over 22 million views on That's the channel. Incredible. Um, I use all Southern women that are my best friends yeah, that tell are me about, tell me who, Yeah, who are, who are, um, they? Who are I, they? I use, literally it started with my best friends, a, a girl named Kat Bayless. Uh, she's an actress from Mississippi. Um, a lady named Delane Yates. She's an actress from Louisiana. Um, one of my best friends, uh, Sheila Hawkins, who's from South Carolina, and she's actually a producer. So she had never been in front of the camera before. And did you guys all meet like in New York though? No. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, no, I knew Sheila from the time I was 12 years old, honey. She used to do my hair. She was a hairdresser first. So she did my hair for years and she did my mom, that, and she, she did my mama's my hair. hair. She did my hair and she did my mama's hair. And she would still do my hair if she would do it, but she refuses. So, um, but she, uh, she well, does she's busy it. these days. Yeah, she's busy these days running Sam's Sheila, company. Sheila's she the vice president of, of my company. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, 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 nice okay, media okay. Yes. Let, let, let's just shift direction just for a second. Yes. This is a conversation that's very free flowing. 
Okay, tell me, okay, that was Julia Fowler we're talking to, <laughs> if you're just joining us, and this is Sam Soklo. So tell me about this company and how that, like the family well, connection. Uh, yeah, my, I have a company that uh, is an extension of a company that I had been uh, building for the last eight years, but we relaunched this sort of a startup at the beginning of this year. And, what's and it's it called? my dream company. It's called Nice Media Studios. Aww. Sam Sam has Bless many <laughs> yeah, Sam what? has many uh, uh, alternate ego or like other nicknames. One is Sammy Nice. Okay, so Sammy, Sammy Nice, nice. you're mega baby and, and he's Sammy I was, Nice. Yeah, I went out my whole life I was called that by most of my friends, Sammy Nice and and then a lot of them are lazy, so they just cut out the Sammy, so I'm just known it's as nice. nice. And so my whole life I dreamt about calling a company nice and putting some nice into the world and having yeah. a brand out there that was like, we're capable at what we do, we can do it nicely. Nicely and, nice. And, and, and make nice Johnson. stuff. I right. don't have to get this totally. Area. And so anyway, we launched Nice Media Studios. Uh, in January, and it's my third independent company, a television company. So, wait, company what was Hollywood. the company that did the did Genius on uh, Nat Geo? Well, it's now us, but the company was called EUE Sokolo right. up until. Uh, up until last year, um, we went through a, a, a big seismic shift that uh, I, I don't have to waste everybody's time on talking right. about. But it was it was a, a really um, interesting uh, uh, experience. Uh, we, we had suffered a really bad tragedy in the family, oh and gosh. we've always run the company like a family, and it was a family environment that we right. cultivated, which is why Sheila worked with us. And and when uh, when my business partner Jeff Cooney passed away, we mm. we wanted to keep his legacy alive. Uh, but we wanted to uh, relaunch the, the company in a way that was more appropriate for the business that we were going to be going into. And, and we got a tremendous amount of support from Jeff and his family. And uh, But now we're Nice Media Studios, and it's a lot of fun to wake up every day and kind of be building the nice brand. And, uh, and, and did, did, did Jeff and Chris have the rights to the Einstein book? What happened was, uh, real This is quick, the Walter Isaacson yeah, book. So Sam Sokolow produced. Jeff, Jeff and Chris Cooney, two brothers, uh, that, that I worked with for eight years and, and supported me and back in and, and everything we were doing, uh, but were intimately involved in everything, especially Jeff. They had optioned the Einstein book in a partnership with a woman named Gigi Pritzker, who had a company called Oddlot that's now called Madison Wells Media. We all change names, names once in a while. We change names, names once in a while. So Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. Here's the table. So, no, right, so anyways. I'm going to be they, Kyle. They, they were, they were um, developing it for a while as a feature. Right. And they thought that that was the right way to tell this big epic story. Walter Isaacson had written the Steve Jobs book that became the Danny Boyle right, right. movie. And uh, and uh, had just written a Da Vinci book that now Leonardo DiCaprio is doing. And, and again, Walter Walter Leonardo used to play DiCaprio softball DiCaprio. in Sag Harbor every Saturday. Yeah, I would play There's shortstop. A big play shadow second. being cast in this story on the East End of Long Island. Yeah, well, really that's cool. When well, I interviewed well, you for I, the Independent. That's what we talked about. Was like it's like everything coming full circle. Well, and, and it goes back to the authenticity. I, I never, I have never felt as a producer more authentic in my own pursuit than in trying to do this Einstein story with Walter. But I went and had a, a, a kind of a, a light bulb moment where I said to them, it, it really is physics. You can't, as Julie would say, right? You can't stuff 10 pounds of feathers no, in a five pound yeah, sack. Yeah, never stuff so, 10 pounds of feathers in a five pound right. sack. Right, so. Uh, <laughs> Very clean version of what, I, what yeah, I've heard. Exactly. Okay. Uh, and, and I said, you know, you can't tell his life in two hours. It's too much of a life. And you have to eventually get to the atomic bomb, which means you have to tell the story of the older Einstein that we've sort of seen on the bicycle with the stringy hair, right. but his life spanning multiple world wars and his volatile story as a young man, which I don't really know much about physics, but I know what it's like to get kicked out of school and have your dad <laughs> mad at you and sleep <laughs> with many girls. Really? And yeah, you know, like just be a problem and that, and that nobody yeah. believed in your big dream. Right. And that I related to that young man. So I said, let's do it as 10 hours. 
and we can then tell this story and unfold it. And television had become a medium where limited series really were making I a just, gigantic uh, comeback, uh, and uh, and they 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 agreed to, to pursue it in that direction, and we 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 got it done. I just want to add something because, um, I, and I know that. Uh, Alec often says that, you know, what is it? People are interested in, or, or small people are interested in events and big people. I don't know. He's yeah, no, no, one of his millions of quotes. It's an Eleanor Roosevelt uh, uh, quote that I, I butcher, but it's that, uh, yeah, like uninteresting people are, she didn't say it this, this crassly, um, are, think about events and inspired people think about ideas. Okay, well, I'm going to be uninteresting for a second because I think this is really interesting. You know, Einstein lived in Southhold. Like, he'd come out here every summer, and I yes. added that to the story uh, when I interviewed you, and they're renaming Southhold. Like, they're, they're reopening something, and they're naming it Einstein Square. Oh, wow. Like, in the next couple of weeks. Well, because I learned, honor, I learned a lot about there. Albert Einstein. Should, shouldn't uh, they maybe name it MC Square? Oh! oh um, so Bless his heart. Drop the mic. He's done. I learned, I Bless learned your so heart. Much. When, when, exactly. you, when, you, when you do somebody's life in that depth, you learn a lot from them, not just about them. And I learned so many things from Einstein, including something that I think about every single morning of my life, which he said, there's two ways to look at the universe. One way is that nothing is a miracle. One way is that everything is a miracle. And we should choose to look at the universe that everything is a miracle. Absolutely. And, and that it, even, even beyond all of the obvious things about doing that show it, it it helped give me a lot of perspective and and kind of made me a happier person so how did you two hook up <laughs> yeah how did you guys meet you know we know, know swiping right and left that's i picked right. her up at the bar the way you're supposed to that's right <laughs> the old-fashioned <laughs> way because there were no phones yeah uh, We've been together 20, actually years yeah now. i had <laughs> been on tour um for a year with the the national uh company of uh, broadway company of joseph the amazing technicolor dreamcoat so I've been on Did tour. They drop for you in a ditch. <laughs> uh, I had been uh, no laugh. That no. one just oh, crickets. Bomb. Crickets. Yes, I laughed because I'm polite. Yes. Um, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't because I'm a not. The audience is a good audience. <laughs> Bless my heart. Yeah, right. Bless him. Um, so, anywho, we. Um, Wait, 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 what was I saying? Now I'm totally lost. Oh, oh Joseph. Right. I was Joseph. on tour with Joseph, and we ca I came. Um, I came back into the city and I'd only been in the city for two or three days and my girlfriend wanted me to go out and have a drink with her and I did not want to go. I was like, all, I the, all the great love stories start that way. I, I did not want to go. go. I was like, I'm tired. I had been at an audition all day for something and then at the very end I got cut so I was irritated and I was like, I, I don't want to go get dressed and she was like, you don't have to get all fluffed up like that. Like it's just, you know, like a, you know, and she's from Michigan so I'm like, you're an idiot. If I'm going out, I'm getting fluffed up. <laughs> so, you know, I, you know, she, so I got all swirled up, you know, in the hair and the makeup and the outfit and chose the color that you know is my signature color yeah. and you know <laughs> and I, I'm a, I you know get on the subway and trudge it all the way down to Tribeca and at the time I was living on 93rd, 93rd between West and Riverside no West and Riverside our school yeah very near, near yeah Trinity. so I had my apartment was there and I went all the way down to town to meet my friend Lori, and uh, she we, she wanted to go to this place called the Bubble Lounge because she had a friend in town from Paris, and her mom was here from Paris, and they wanted to go to the Champagne Bar. So we go in, <laughs> and it's you know all frou frou, and we sit down, and Sam and all of his friends are in uh, uh, are the are table these next to us. University friends? Are these, no, are these are, no, these are my boss university homies. You know, Josh and Pete and Jared, okay. and they're they're some of their spouses that. Uh, group of guys that I've been friends with for a very long time right. and I was living on uh, 95th 
and Central Park West in a time in an apartment that I oh, sort of got from my brother. Uh, yes. <laughs> and uh, no, no. And uh, funny you say that. I Not saw that Julia. <laughs> I saw Julia. I had a car that night. I saw Julia and I was incredibly taken with her. And I was like, I, I got to meet you. that girl. Now, I looked over Probably to her and she was, was looking at me. Probably because I was wearing a skirt so she was wearing like see a my religion. Stamp. <laughs> yeah, she was wearing a postage stamp. And yeah. I'm like, is it a true religion yeah. skirt? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like but, but then I looked over I looked over at her a second time and she was looking at me again. So I got the sense of confidence like, <laughs> hey, that girl's checking me out. Like, I'm, I want to go meet her. L- many years later, she told me that you that read was a it in trick. My book. I read it in your book and it was a trick that her mom had taught her. Like, you're looking at a man the next second time he looks at you and he'll come over and talk to you. So she played. She was playing me since minute one. Okay, cool. Good for you. I think Einstein once said that, that a marriage is a lifetime trying to justify an encounter. That. I, I like that. Yeah. That's interesting. So you That's had this encounter. I, well, I will say, though, you can't skip over that lesson. It's a good lesson. It is in my book. And I talk about oh, you yeah, know, dating. Book. Yeah, I talk about dating in my book. Do you There's have any a advice for dating? dating. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so I don't have a ton of advice, but I will tell you this. One thing as I find in L.A. is that, in New York, I find that, you know, people are, are standing around posing. So it's a lot of, let them stand around and make sure I look the right way and I'm talking to the right people. And it's like, no one's engaging with anybody. Like, I'm sorry, how no long have you engaging? been in the Hamptons? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you want to talk about disengaged yeah. like, Pe- moments. People just aren't engaged. And I'm like, I don't know, mean people who live here. I mean yeah. the summer, Well, you know, you know and then women will say, you know. the people that live here are pretty disengaged. Yeah. Well. I, I, I don't, I'm not here enough to know, but I, I can say that I, in New York City and L.A., I've observed that a lot. Right. And, and a piece of advice always is that, you know, I think a lot of time it's hard for, for men to approach women in a public setting because they, you know, it takes a little bit of courage, you know. And it, it's women, you know, we're in a swipe, swipe world now, you know. So it's like. I've always been in a swipe, swipe, swipe world. world. So it's like. I swipe but I think if you if, if there is a man in the room and, and you think he's attractive, look at him. Let him know that. Like. I am available. I am warm, and I'm available. I just and this completely is strip off my clothes. I'm well, like, there's that am. too. I'm there's here. That. So Julie was giving me the I am warm and I am available. I am warm and available. And I was like, <laughs> I must approach this person now. I really want to meet her. And uh, and I was looking for an angle to kind of get over there. And I noticed that they were paying their check. And I'm like, oh, I got to make oh, my no, move. You didn't, you didn't go I got to make my move. It. No. Julia then got up and went to the ladies' room, and I said, "This is it." And I went and sat in her chair and introduced myself to her friends, <laughs> which was which was like she has to come back, right? So she's going to have to come back and meet me. And you went and, out the bathroom she, window, and, <laughs> and she, right? No, and she came back, and I was sitting there, and we had a moment, and and she, I introduced myself, and we started talking, and she told me that she had just gotten off of the road doing Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat and I played the Pharaoh in high school <laughs> so I broke into the Pharaoh song it's and I was true. walking along the banks of the Nile and I'm like that at least gave me a number <laughs> <laughs> and that got me a phone number which got me a date which well, got me a life cut to cut to on their wedding and, th- and this is this was like a movie all of the New Yorkers many of whom were Jewish do a horror like you do in a wedding right and you have this great horror going on in a circle everybody's uh, you know holding hands and dancing and then everybody sits down and catches their breath and then 
all of Julia's friends and family from South Carolina and the South come out and they clog. Yes. Ro- clog yes. top, to Rocky Dixie Top, Chicks. Tennessee. Yeah. And, uh, and to Rocky Top. And then we also Dixie Chicks. We also played a Dixie yep. Chicks song. Right. Uh, but that yeah, we so all clog. Cool. And, then, and then towards the end of that, everybody went on and tried clogging. Remember? We, all, we really, it was right. two Remember families Bob, really I have the greatest like video of with a hug. I have, great, <laughs> I have the greatest video of Bob Balaban clogging at the wedding. Another love it. Yeah, right. Well, listen, that's a good place for us to take another break. You're listening to Sunday on the East End with Bridget Leroy and Alex Sokolow and Sam Sokolow and Julia Fowler Sokolow and Diane Sokolow mm-hmm. and Dana Geller Geller <laughs> and Kyle Lynch and we'll be uh, we'll be right back we're coming to you from LNW Market uh, Main Street Bridgehampton come on in get something to eat and we'll be right back after this Bridget Leroy and Alex Sokolow. Sundays on the East End with a Sokolow family reunion. A potpourri of Sokolow. <laughs> there you miasma. go. We've got, miasma. We've got miasma. We've got Sam Sokolow, who's Alex's brother, and his beautiful partner Julia Fowler Sokolow. Uh, what were we just now talking about during the break? Well, we're uh, about movies, the, the and movies and stuff. And so, yeah. so, Sam, why don't you talk a little bit about the movie you made out here when you were fresh out of college? And the well, movie you're working well, on now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I uh, uh, so I'll, I'll try to do this relatively quickly. I, I wanted to make a feature film uh, when I got out of college. That was kind of my, my big dream. <laughs> and uh, I wrote a, a script with a, a, my best friend from college, this guy Rob Lobel, that was set out here. And and I say out here like where like in, in, the, in the Hamptons, Hampton? all over the Hamptons. All over the Hamptons. And what, and what was, like what was the plot? The the plot was uh, it was about two twenty five year olds and our the, it was called the definite maybe and the subtext of it was the story of two oxymorons because when you're twenty five <laughs> you're sort of too old to be a kid but you're not quite an adult yet. Right. So adults are looking at you like you should be an adult but you're still just a kind of a moron. Right. So <laughs> these two guys. Uh, are both at a crossroads in their lives. They're best friends from growing up. One who's got a lot of money has just run away from the uh, Peace Corps and come home. Oh, my son was just and in his, Peace Corps, right? And his, his best friend uh, is, had just gotten fired and in a no-win job, and they end up coming out to the Hamptons for a long weekend in, in hopes to change their life. One is trying to swindle his own house back that his father's passed away and his stepmom is now selling. And he wants to keep the house because all of his memories are there. And the other one, the other one, Bridget, is uh, this hitting a little too yeah, close yeah. to home there, no, Bridge? And the other, the other friend <laughs> ends up meeting a beautiful woman, and they have a torrid affair. And she convinces him to help kill her husband, who is the boss that fired him at the beginning of the movie, played by Bob Balaban. <laughs> all right, well, yeah, let's talk about the cast. You had a cast of thousands. We had a Spielbergian cast <laughs> from 1982. We made or it in 97. Okay. So, yeah, we, no, no, Roy like, Scheider. Uh, Right. was so generous and came and played a part that was really based on my dad, our dad, 
and uh, Mel. Uh, Roy Scheider was in it. Terry Gar was in it. Bob Balaban w- played the antagonist. We got we, we cameos. We had a pretty interesting life growing from, up, yeah, guys. Yeah, no, from Eric Stoltz and Ali Sheedy and the great Al Franken, who should still be a senator, and uh, uh, an actor named Josh Lucas, who was one of his first roles. And I had heard some advice when I was younger that was, if you're going to try to make your first film, try to write something that leans into access to resources you have. Right. So that you're not trying to say, I'm going to make a movie about going to the moon and you can't figure that out. Right, right, right. And so I had spent, had as, I, as I mentioned, I had spent my almost every summer of my life working out here. Uh, Where were you? At the Bridgehampton? Bridgehampton Tennis right. and Surf Club. And then Both I also did some catering and, you know, barbecued for people, bartended. <laughs> I mean, I, we hustled around and, and, and I knew a lot of the people that owned businesses out here. So we wrote the film to be to take place out here and we shot it in 19 days in 43 locations <laughs> that included the candy kitchen and, and the, but it was the first film that was streamed as well like it, well we, we didn't get distribution for it despite that cast uh, it was a little bit of a um really so can i still like da- that I can, was dark uh, uh, i can find uh, uh, right i thought about just releasing it for free and just letting people look at it because i was very proud of the film um, which we may do. Uh, it is available out there on Amazon and yeah, some yeah. places you can go buy some of the classic copies that were out there, but we didn't get distribution for it. So uh, in 99, I actually called, I cold called, talking about having the courage to try things, Amazon, which had just launched, and I said, you're doing all these self-published books, would you do a self-published movie? They said yes, and the deal I swung with them was they, I'm going to build a little website and people are going to buy it for me, but Amazon did the fulfillment. Right. Took the credit cards and sent out the tapes. I had oh, to get, awesome. I had to get the, I had to get tapes and DVDs made. So I found a plant in Florida, an old friend of mine that worked in advertising, made a campaign, made the box art, film comes assembled, studios not included. And we built this little <laughs> paradigm and we were the first guys to That's self-distribute amazing, a feature Sam. film using the internet, which oddly propelled me into this concept of people thinking I was some digital dude yeah, right. because that became the, the business story genius. was bigger than the movie and that's what landed me in LA doing reality television because right. we were shooting and, stuff on digital. And Julia. Um, but you, but you, just to close the loop on it, I was working in advertising when I met Julia. I had a job in an agency and I was telling her my dream was to make this movie and I was 27. I had had this dream since college so all my friends are getting promotions, buying houses, getting married right. and I'm sitting in this apartment by myself like I'm still going to try to make this movie. And you were like, and you were that oxymoron. I really was. Still I was a kid. certainly more moron than oxy. <laughs> and, and, uh, and Julia was the one who said, the worst case scenario, quit your job and go make your movie, I'll be here. Right. That's your worst case scenario. That's and a pretty well, good worst right. case scenario. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so that's Sam Sokla we're talking with, is Alex's brother. And now producer. Julia is a screenwriter. It, we live in LA. Uh, my career's gone into producing television, uh, but Julia's- You've been you nominated know, for two Emmys now. I have, yeah. For, both, for both, Genius. Both for, both for the Genius. The genius and, uh, is it an honor just to be nominated? I. It, it, by the way, it is not well, only- Well, you've been nominated for an Oscar. For an Oscar. For Christ it's, not, it's not only an honor, but it's a great date night. I was serving up a question here. No, no, I'm not. It, it, this not isn't about, about me. For once, <laughs> right? I mean, I could tell you for me, the year before I got nominated, I sat at home snarking at the production, making jokes about right, everybody, right. thinking, "Who would want that? Right. It's horrible." And then when the call came, and my brother Sam, Sam called me up to tell me that Toy Story had been nominated. After having the six-week experience of the nomination, everybody across the planet, with the exception of maybe our current president, should be nominated for the Academy Award. <laughs> it's so much fun. Oh yeah. But anyway, I'm but yeah. like sorry. Yeah. Go the, on. The, the same with Emmy. So yeah, we 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 live out there, and Julia, oh, after this channel, found this really powerful voice for writing, and 
uh, has uh, wrote a movie and that movie got a lot of traction. What movie is that? Um, are you talking about? Well, the, your first film that you wrote, you just wrote a second one yeah. and is working on her second book. Yeah, I'm working like on yeah, yeah, okay, it. Okay, too, too, too much and we don't have as much time. So what is your website? I was about, yeah, I was about to say, let's, let's streamline my situation. Yeah. So my, my YouTube channel is called Southern Women Channel. We're across all social media platforms, the Southern Women Channel. You can find us. Please follow us. We have a good time. Um, but my website is southernwomenchannel.com. My book is out right now called Talk Southern to Me. Um, you can, it's available on Amazon. And I'm working on a second book. Uh, that seems that the, the publisher was pleased with the first one, so they asked me to write a sequel. So I'm working on that one, and I'm, uh, it's a little bit, it's more, more comedic essays, more collection of Southern sayings. But and it says something like how to accent your lifestyle or uh, something. Stories has a, and sayings to accent your life. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, there so, was something like so that. So I'm, I'm working on that, and I have a, a feature, two feature films in the marketplace. Um, one, uh, all Southern. I only write from that voice, so I have, you know, one. You aren't really, you're from Jersey, aren't you? Right. Right, exactly. <laughs> South Jersey. You know what's so funny? The last big, uh, I would say, guest star that I did on television, I actually played a gangster's wife on what? from New Jersey, on Vegas. So uh. I was like, Mrs. Tomasano. So like occasionally, I was standing around the house, I'll go, yo, Sammy. And, and he's like, like, and, 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 and I'll you talk know? to him. I'm like, I know that voice. Like, yeah. I was like, you know, I can just go into her, but it just makes me laugh. I'm like, how did I ever book that role? Oh, that's so funny. And it just, it's I, I have a friend, I have a friend who, who got a job, you know, he got a gig doing a, a voice on a, a you know, on a, on a video game where he was like cursing. It was like Grand Theft Auto or yeah. something. And apparently his child didn't know, some 15 year old, and like heard him in the next room, you know, cursing and, and watched it and went, Dad? And of course he wasn't there or the TV was on. It was That's like, so funny. funny. Yeah, yeah. So what's your big, your next big project with Cast of Thousands? Well, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're in the early Sam. phases of building the third season of Genius, which uh, we're doing Aretha Franklin. Wow. And I think that'll be uh, incredibly is it cast exciting. Yet? It is not. Um, and if it was, you probably couldn't tell me. Well, you know, uh, yeah, I can tell you that much. And uh, no, but I'm excited about that. And we've got, uh, I just sold a, a comedy to TBS that stars Tommy Chong. That's like a bucket list dream. If you know me, the Einstein right to Tommy Chong move is, makes sense. <laughs> and so, it's the uh, general theory yeah, of uh, Chonginess. Word. So, uh, but I, you know, we have a bunch of projects that, that, that we're working together stuff. I'm doing stuff with Alec that's really exciting, getting to work with my brother's one of the great joys of my life. That's and, so great. And, you guys and, are and, a close and, family. No, it's really, really a big and, deal. And, and my, my last thing I just want to throw out, as I know we're winding down, is uh, we're, we're here at the end of Ocean Road and on the other end of Ocean Road at the beach at Bridgehampton, Maine. That's where Julie and I got engaged. That's where I asked her to marry me. Oh, how'd beach. you do so it? This really was it really is romantic? Home, yeah, it was sunset, the knee, you know, the whole thing. But, but this really is a homecoming for us. First Sam ordered like 30 multi-million dollar homes to be built. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, no. And then yeah. he ordered and an ocean to, to be placed right, there. Right, the pulvers. Yeah. Then, uh, <laughs> no, it was super romantic and that magical Hamptons light. It it's was. It's just, you know, my favorite thing about it out here. I love that light. So when and we come it, back here, it's really meaningful. Yeah, and we always had friends that lived on that beach, like the, our host right now, um, the Sosnell family, yep. and, and they were gracious enough to have us back. So it's always nice to be staying on the beach where you got engaged. That's so cute. Yeah. Oh my God. See, I don't remember either of my engagements. I think I, I proposed them both as sort of like a business deal. <laughs> like, you know, we'll save on our taxes if we get married. Like, let's just freaking do this. Oh, well, that goes into, we, we had been dating for almost eight years when we got married. So we said our wedding was ultimately a victory lap, not a commitment yeah, ceremony. It's Eric true. and I like, already, let's, let's get the paperwork Eric right and now. I already had a child. We already had Joel, you know. But wow. I'll tell you, when we brought a house, though, after this is like after having a child, after being married, after 
getting into recovery together after him having lung cancer and losing my dad. We, when we signed the mortgage, Eric looked up at me and said, wow, things are getting serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For real. Something about when you put your name yes. to like a house, it's very, very different. So, And if anyone wants to buy a house, mine's uh, for sale. Alex Soklo's oh, house no. is for sale. Did I say that out loud? In the slums of Sagaponic, <laughs> Sagaponic it. North, right? Just catty corner to the train and the <laughs> airport <laughs> and Wolfer. Well, we still have like Just 10 minutes because we all speak at the speed of light. Right. So that we've managed to do like two-hour show. So you, two come out, you come out, you come out for about a week. This is your week out here this summer. What what have you done? What are you going to be doing this week? Like you, now that you guys, you guys are visitors, talk. I'm going to get a Rice Krispie treat here. I at love it. I love yeah. it. Uh, we live in L.A. where weed's legal, so a Rice Krispie treat has a whole other connotation. <laughs> um, but at least I know in Bridgehampton, it's probably the real deal. Uh, we we are you know. There is no place, Hollywood is a, as you know, is a, an interesting place to live. It's very competitive and it, there's, a, there's an energy there, even though the sun's always out, that's a little, um, it's intense and, and sometimes not that positive. Uh, and when I go on vacation, when we go on vacation, it usually takes me a few days to sort of slow down and unwind. But Bridgehampton is a place where it happens to me instantly. The moment I'm here, I get washed over with calm. I feel home. I feel surrounded Are by love. Are you going to be here for the writers and artists game? Uh, I'm not. We're, we're just here till Wednesday, but we, we came out here. We're spending a few nights with our friends, Peter and Elizabeth Saz now, uh, at their family's house, where I did a lot of damage as a teenager. <laughs> uh, Pete yeah, also worked at the club when we were teenagers. <laughs> you know, we only had our own houses in the Hamptons. Our parents worked in the city during the week. Alex, six years older than me, gave me his driver's license, so I'm 21 at 15. <laughs> It was, uh, wow. it was it was a lot of fun. So anyway, you were spending, a fun big brother. Oh yeah, spending a lot of time with Peter and going out to you know great meals. We love Bridgehampton. We love eating at, at Pierre's and, uh, and Bobby Vans and Almond. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then we're moving over to Alex uh, tomorrow, and we're going to spend a couple of days just in the nestled in the in the love of family. So when yeah, do you start the production for um or the Aretha Aretha one? Uh, I'm not exactly sure the dates yet, but uh, but to be honest. Everything is on hold until I get back to L.A. I am just present tense here, here right back. now. Right. Just well, enjoying being here with the love of my and, life. And, and, and Julia, all these other and loves Julia like life. for you, you come, you come out here. You, ha you were engaged out here. You, you obviously had a, a lot of your courtship out here. Uh, what, what does this place mean to you when, when you get boots on the ground? You know, I guess for me, the Hamptons really, you know, there's so much nostalgia for me here. And I guess it's really family-based because, you know, it, when you arrive in New York City from Gaffney, South Carolina at 23 years old, you, you are so far away from everything you've ever known. It's so frightening. And yeah, you know, my career was going well, but I was really floundering sort of as a human being because it was hard to find uh, my footing, being so far away from my family, being such a different culture. And when I met Sam, even though I never in a million years, you know, thought I'd, you know, be so attracted to a Yankee. <laughs> there I was, you know, and, 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 you know, he really came from this gorgeous family. And when I say gorgeous, I mean, I know what you know, pretty is as pretty does. I you know, know what you mean. And, I've loved Sokolos they're, they're just, they're, they're, their old. energy is infectious. And I just felt like they just embraced me. And it was the family that I needed, you know. And they've always, listen to me, I'm getting all Look at her, she's getting clamped. Um, no, 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 <laughs> no Jewish words, no Yiddish. You have to use southern words. Look right, at her, you're right. crying. Getting the vapors. So yeah, I'm getting the vapors. Um, but anyway, but no, it's true. 
you know, they've just, they really, they, they really you. embraced me. And, you know, so many of our family memories are, are from here, you know. Yeah. So it's fun to come out. And we have a lot of friends that are associated, like we're talking about Pete and Liz and, and our friends uh, Darren and Jen Burns, uh, who are also friends out here that, that you know, we just have right. so many memories roots. out we here. Roots. We have and, real roots out here. You know, and we also have started new traditions where, my best friend uh, in New York is, is a girl named Angie Shore. She's currently on. on pull yourself together, Julia. I know, right? Yeah, pull yeah, it together. Angie, as my Angie, mama would Angie's say, been, yeah, as my mom would say, yeah, yeah, put your big girl's panties on. Pull it together. You right. know? Angie's just so, finishing her run on prom. On the prom, yeah. Angie oh, wow. is the lead. Angie's playing the role of Angie in oh. prom on Broadway. Oh, Actually, great. the role was created for her. Um, so, you know, they were just nominated for a Tony, but she's one of my best friends. And, uh, She's been coming out here with her husband to stay with Alec. He's been nice enough to, to host them several times. So they're coming out tomorrow night. That'll be fun after she does her show. And, and if anyone else wants to see Alex Oclo's house, if they're interested in purchasing it. Yes. <laughs> Come really on over. I don't really want to sell it. Yeah. No, no. Y'all don't want the right? On Monday, you can, come, you can come actually see his house with his brother drinking rosé at the pool all day. <laughs> so that is a, that doesn't come with the house, but it'll be there Monday. Oh, you okay. will be there being overserved. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> now, what is the? We we don't have that much time left. Sam Sokolo, you are working on another film, though, aren't you? Uh, you with Alec. Yeah, uh, and it's something having to do with out here, isn't it, or not? Uh, Am I totally okay? We can maybe cut that. Maybe it'll play out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, but 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 in, again, to to wrap it all up in the bow, yes. almost everything in my life somehow ties back to here whether it's people that I was fortunate to grow up around, my parents' friends that I end up working with, right. with the fact that my brother lives out here full-time, the fact that it's our favorite place to come and, and feel uh, us in an ever-evolving, fast-paced world where we live out in L.A. at that gazillion miles away from where our hearts are, to be able to come back here and, and, and feel all that goodness is, is great. And real quick, just because she can't be here, but since Alec and I are together, throw a quick shout-out to our sister Betsy. Betsy. That's it. Love you, Bets. We love you, Betsy. Thinking about you. Betsy's in Scottsdale, Hampton. Betsy, we're so <laughs> near um, Bridgehampton Hot Yoga. I almost feel like we're doing it for you, right? Oh here. yeah, me too, because I do lots of hot <laughs> yoga. yoga. <laughs> I did. I did. I'm, I'm, today. Nobody can actually see this because it's radio, but I'm in a really bow, significant bow pose right he now. He is. He's oh, amazing. Yeah. How do you and do that? I can't it, even well, do that, Sam. You have to kick out your leg while holding your foot <gasps> when you incredible. lean forward. Yeah, Look at that. that's how you create it's this. It's about that's how you create this Look, I'm doing it too. That's how you create this balance. It's amazing. No, We're going to feel really good later. Namaste, Absolutely. y'all. <laughs> Namaste. <laughs> Namaste, y'all. I think exactly. that's probably a pretty good place to, like, wrap up. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah right. Well, thank God. You don't have God. to go home, but Namaste here. Thank God Mer Mercury is no longer in retrograde. Oh, it isn't? It, so no, me and everything that's going wrong, everything that's Saturday, going wrong today so is just my life going wrong? we survived another period of weird things happening. That's okay. right. So Mercury is no longer cattywampus. Right. <laughs> it's, it's no longer cattywamp. Well, that is Julia Fowler and her Southern Women channel, which you can find on YouTube with all these wonderful expressions and your book. It's been really, really so much fun. I can't believe that we haven't met. I mean, uh, that's crazy. Even after this hour, you feel like you haven't right. met? No, now I do. <laughs> no, I know. No, but again, now? I, we, we've known each other. I, you know, I don't Forever. Forever. My whole life. Our whole life. I remember, I was saying, I remember one of the, one of the, Hardest I've ever laughed in the world was when I was like 10 years old and you're, you, I think your stepdad got a print of Blazing Saddles oh, and yeah. screened it in your apartment oh, yeah, in New yeah, York yeah. and I, Alec was hanging with you yeah. so he brought me over and I'm 10 watching like 
Blazing Saddles oh in an God, apartment Sammy. laughing so hard. And was just like, that's the funniest thing I ever saw. And it's a, a big that memory. Was so much fun. Yeah. We, had, we really had a blessed upbringing, Sock. We had a blessed upbringing. The before time. <laughs> the before time. Um, so Sam and, and Julia, it's been so much fun to have you on. We're actually going to be taking a little break um, for a few weeks. And I want to thank our amazing producer, Kyle Lynch, who always seems to find the right music. We're just as surprised as anybody else when something comes on, but I'm sure he's going to find something. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just been great to have all of you and feel your energy, the Socolo energy, the Geller energy. And everybody, the everybody, energy. everybody enjoy their August out here. It's, this is a nice month. It's going to be a crowded month. But it's a nice month, and uh, I hope everybody has as much fun as, as we've all had and, and we will have. And we want to thank uh, L&W Market for sponsoring this, uh, this series. L&W Market is located on Main Street, Bridgehampton. I'm, I, both of my hands are filled with sticky uh, marshmallow crispy treats right now because uh, I like to eat two-fisted. And we also want to thank WPPB 88.3 FM, Long Island's only NPR station. We are listener-supported national public radio so please make a donation if you want to hear programs like this and anything you want to take us out with you guys just an absolute pleasure and honor to be here love being with you guys and uh love you too yeah you know i mean uh let's go jump in the ocean yeah thank y'all so much for having us all right on to the rosé enjoy your summer everybody be well and stay well Yeah.